This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. Amen. If you agree with that prayer, would you shout amen? amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Ready, go. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. One more time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When is faith? Faith is always now. Faith is always in the present tense. If it is not now, then it's not faith. Would you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. And you can have your seat. I'm going to let you know right up front, I've got way more word than I have time. So let's dive into this lesson. I've been so excited about the armor series, the armor series. I even have a video to play, but I don't have time to play it because I got to get this word out of me. Maybe we'll play it again on Sunday in Jesus name, the armor series. And we've learned about the full or the complete armor of God. We learned what each piece represented and we're down to the sixth of seven pieces of the complete armor. We're talking or continuing our discussion on the sword of the spirit, the sword of the spirit. My side topic or my main thrust for today, and I'm going to need you to pay attention because I got to give it to you and I got to shoot it at you quick. So sit up, shake yourself and grab a hold of this word. My side topic or my side discussion, my main thrust for today is set up to upset. Set up to upset. God gave us a setup. He already set us up so that we could upset the enemy. Are you listening to me? Last week we talked about take a stab at it. And that, that phrase or that idiom often means try it out. See if it'll work. But I said it's not. I wasn't coming from the perspective of try it out. I was coming from the perspective do it. Just do it. And do it with every fiber of your being. I told you that when the enemy is striking against your mind, you're not trying to graze him. You're not trying to scratch him. You're trying to stab him. Take a stab at it. May I take a side journey just for a moment, just for a moment. We recently came out of about 52 days of prayer, about 52 days of prayer. I mean, we were on that prayer call every day, 6 a.m. for sometimes 20 or 25 minutes. And we went in and revelation was popping every one of those days. And it was so exciting. We were only supposed to do 21 days, but it got so good we couldn't let it go. We couldn't let it go. But what I noticed after those 52 days of prayer, the enemy began to try to come against all of the people that were on prayer. He tried to strike their minds. He tried to harass them in their emotions. He tried to put panic and and all kinds of anxiety on them. What was he doing? He was trying to beat the word out of you. He was trying to beat the word right on out of you. Listen to me. That's why I say when the enemy is striking, we're not trying to graze him. We're not trying to wound him. We need to stab and twist. 
Come on, Tavon. I showed you how the Roman soldiers, they practiced every day. They had to practice morning, noon, and night. And their sword practice, they would literally take their sword and jab their sword into tree trunks. The sword would penetrate tree trunks. They were taught how to stab, twist, and pull out. When they pulled out, often the enemy's guts would spill out on the ground and they would fall face down, defeated and lifeless. These swords were so sharp that they could penetrate just about anything. Now, you know they're sharp if they could go through a tree trunk. When the enemy is harassing your mind, you've got to use the word of God, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, so that you can stab the enemy and win the victory. Are you listening to me? Now, of course, I'm not talking in the natural. I'm talking all of these spiritual armors. All of these things are are natural things to give us a spiritual revelation. I told you on Sunday that I would come back and give you my acronym because I ran out of time on Sunday. As to what do you mean by STAB, Pastor Andrea? I literally meant what I said, but I mean it spiritually. But here's an acronym to help us to get a revelation. STAB meaning specific targeted, accelerated, Bible-based words. Specific, specific to your situation. Specific to what you're going through. Specific to what the enemy is pounding against your head. And you're targeting that word. You're, You're specific and you have a specific targeting of the word. And it's accelerated, an accelerated victory because of your Bible based words. Does that make sense, anybody? Stab has reference to, listen, sudden, timely, awakened Bible-based words. That word that you get, that rhema word that leaps in your spirit, it's sudden, and it's timely, and it's revelatory. It awakens you, and it comes from the Bible. So take a stab at it. Are you listening to me? We've got to wield the weapon that God gave us. Listen to me. He gave us a complete set of armor. Why? He gave us the setup to upset the enemy. Let's read my scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. In the King James Version, it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. You've got to be careful that you don't get confused with a lot of the little Christian idioms and little Christian slang sayings and slogans and things like that and begin to use the word of God. We get so comfortable using slogans, we almost get confused on what's the real word of God and what's the slogan. You've got to get in the word, meditate on the word, study the word, eat the word, digest it, bring it up again over and over and over. That gives you victory. It's all a setup to upset the enemy. I'm going to give you my definition of upset in a minute, but let me read another scripture. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is quick 
It's sudden, and it's powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Here's a revelation. First, the Roman soldiers, at one point in time, they had a sword that was only sharp on one edge, like our kitchen knives that we have. Your kitchen knife is not sharp on the top. It's only sharp on the bottom. Why isn't it sharp on the top? So you don't damage yourself, right? So they used to just have a sword that was sharp under the bottom and have a point to it. But a two-edged sword has sharpened on both sides as well as a point that is so sharp it can penetrate a tree trunk. It can penetrate almost anything. Are you listening to me? So they had to practice morning, noon, and night to learn how to wield their weapon because if they were not experts at wielding their weapon, they could hurt themselves. Are you listening to me? Oftentimes we hurt ourselves because we be interchanging slogans with the word of God. We don't know the difference in a slogan and a common saying, God got me. We use all of these kind of slogans and it's not the word of God. So if you're wielding this sword and it's sharp on both sides and you don't know what you're doing, you're about to cut your own self. Are you listening to me? A two-edged sword was so sharp, you had to be an expert to use it. You had to know how to use it. Listen to me. You need to know how to use the word of God. You've got to know how to release it from your mouth with such force and so much power that you begin to stab the enemy. Come on. With sudden, timely, accelerated, Bible-based words. Listen, the devil cannot stand up to the word of God. He can stand up to slogans. He can stand up to little cliches and little traditional religious wording that we have that's not even Bible-based. Are you listening to me? Let me read it again. The word of God is quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. When I talk about the word being sharp and being powerful, I'm not talking about just your regular everyday Bible confession. Nothing wrong with that. We all should have them and I have them myself. Certain confessions I recite over myself, my children, my family, every day over my mother, every single day. And I'm not backing up off of those confessions. Those are good. But when it talks about being sharp like a two-edged sword, The first edge is just the written word. But then it's sharp on both sides when you take the written word and you put it in your mouth. And it becomes alive. When you release that word out of your mouth, it can penetrate anything that the enemy throws at you. Are you listening to me? This is what we call a rhema Word. The written word is the Logos. I'm talking about the Rhema word. A Rhema word is a fresh, spontaneous, quickened, alive word, a life giving word, a word that stimulates you, a word that motivates you, a word that accelerates things in your life. A word from God that is so powerful that it will cut through any question. 
any concern, your intellect, your logic, listen to me, and it'll cut into facts. Because God changes facts with the truth. Are you listening to me? And when this word is so full in your heart and it's connected with your mind, the Holy Spirit will connect it with your mouth. And you will release it. And it'll be sharper than any two-edged sword. Now here's the revelation. You have to listen to the word over and over and over again because what you hear on an ongoing basis, you're inclined to believe it. Whether it's true or not, if you hear it over and over and over, you're inclined to believe it. So you have to listen to the word over and over and over. Go to the podcast. Go to the uh, Facebook Live and listen to those messages over and over again. Listen to me. One time is not good enough. Can I be perfectly frank? Sometimes from Sunday to Thursday or from Sunday to Sunday, I've been forgot what I preach my own self. If I haven't listened to the word of God on an ongoing basis, you've got to listen to the word all the time. Start with 10 or 20, 15 minutes of word every day. Build up to two and three hours of word every single day. I'm not, now, see, if you're not a mature Christian, you're like, yeah, who got time to do that? you got time to look at series and movies and soap operas and everything else. You have time to listen to the word. I'm going to be honest with you. You don't have time not to listen to the word. You've got to listen to the word. You've got to study the word. You've got to study to show yourself approval. Workman that doesn't need to be ashamed, but rightly divides the word of truth. Are you listening to me? You've got to study it. You've got to meditate on it. You've got to look at it over and over and over. You don't sit in class one time and jump up and try to take the bar exam. You study over and over and over. You've got to study the word. You've got to meditate on the word. You've got to think about it off. Then you've got to pray over the word. When you do that, you've listened to the word, you've studied the word, you've meditated over the word, you've prayed over the word, then when the darkness of the devil's lies and accusations and allegations and menacing mind games comes up against you, the Holy Spirit will bring the divine light from the word that you've listened to that you've studied, that you've meditated on, that you've prayed over, he'll bring it up out of your mouth sharper than any two-edged sword. Are you listening to me? We're never trying to graze the enemy. We're never trying to scratch the enemy. We need to gut him. We got to take him out. Are you listening to me? When a rhema word from God leaps from your mouth, it's like having a deadly sword in your hand. I already told you the devil can't stand up to the word of God. When the word of God comes, the devil doesn't have a leg to stand on. He can stand up to your emotions. He can stand up to your cliches. He can stand up to a lot of stuff, but he cannot stand up to the word of God. He can stand up to your hooping and hollering and your slobbing and spitting. He ain't even phased by that. He's phased when that word leaps from your mouth and it's sharper and it's quicker than any two-edged sword. 
Are you listening to me? Now, again, this rhema word is a Bible-based word. It comes from having heard the word and listened to the word and meditating on the word, studied the word, had the word in your mouth. Here's the deal. People keep trying to have faith without having the word. It just won't happen. You cannot have faith without having the word. Actually, faith and the word of God are simultaneous or synonyms. They can be used interchangeably. Are you listening to me right here? So I remember when TJ, he was about four years old. He was about four years old, and he had been at the, my neighbor had watched them for me, and it was something on TV. I didn't let my kids watch any kind of stuff. So it was something on TV that they had watched, and he was afraid at night. And I remember he had woke up in the middle of the night of the night with a nightmare, with a nightmare. So I heard him scream out. He was only about four years, three or four years old. I heard him scream out, and I heard him cry. So I jumped up to go in the room to see what was happening with him. This little four-year-old boy sat up in the middle of the bed, and this is what he said. Fear not! Fear not! For I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. (sighs) True story. I didn't even have to say nothing to him. Because he had been hearing the word of God and listening to the word of God. And that's what we had in our house at all times. So when a scary situation came upon a three, four-year-old child, instead of him saying, oh, the boogeyman is under my bed, he said, fear not, fear not. I've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Are you listening to me? That was a rhema word that stopped the enemy in track. Are you listening to me? You've got to listen to the word. You've got to be around the word. You've got to meditate on the word of God so that when stressful situations and trying situations and lying accusations and mindsets, uh, menacing mindsets from the enemy come your way, you can combat the enemy. He cannot defeat you when you have the word of God. The devil cannot stand up to the word of God. Listen, why do you think you don't feel like seeing the word? when you're going through. The devil wants to make you tired of saying a word because he can resist you. Come on, when we submit to God and his word, meditating on the word, thinking about it, regurgitating the word, that's when we have an empowerment to resist the devil. Resist means when the enemy is coming up to you, you get behind your faith shield, you've got your helmet on, you've got your loin belt, you've got your shoes, you, you're not going to move, and what you're going to do is stab the enemy. Side journey. One of the formations that I had, I think I told you about the tortoise formation. All the soldiers would be lined up, all of the shields in front. Remember, the shield went from head head to toe, from top to bottom, on the sides and on top. So now they're like they're in a makeshift tank. With these, with these shields, right? With these shields of faith, because I gotta stay behind my shield of faith. But listen to me. Then, so all of us are standing here. We've got the shields in front, shield behind, shield on the side, shield on top. So then, out of nowhere, the ranking official would call a certain call. When he would call a certain call, everybody would step aside, and the people behind would go forth. Come on, go forth. 
and then they close it back up. Are you getting a revelation? They're, we're in a tank. We're behind our faith shield. Shield in front, shield on the side, shield in back, and shield on top. So even if the enemy is on the wall, he can't get us. So at the command, they would open the shield up. The soldiers would stab, jab, twist it, pull it out, and they close it back up. We're completely insulated from the devil when we put the word of faith in our mouths. Come on, come on, come on. That's when you have to ask yourself, who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Who are you with? Are they speaking the word of God? Are they speaking defeat, leaving you vulnerable to the attack of the enemy? Listen to me. You've got to make the word of God top priority. Top priority. The word of God has to be above your favorite TV show, your favorite comedian, your favorite place of entertainment. The word of God has to be top priority. So when the enemy comes like a flood, the Lord will raise a standard against him. And you can stab the enemy, leaving his guts on the ground. Listen to me. You can't panic. When stuff happens, you can't panic. Do not panic. Trust the word of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Regardless of how the enemy is harassing your mind, you can trust and rely confidently on God. Here's the next thing. Don't you retreat. Don't you back up. You don't run from the devil. You put the devil on the run. Are you listening to me? Now, I told you I was going to tell you how to rout the enemy. How to rout the enemy. Here's my acronym. Well, let me give you my, uh, my title again. This is a setup for an upset. This is how we rout the enemy. Let me give you my scripture first. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 7. It says the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Now I've known that scripture for a very long time since I was a child. And I didn't quite understand it. I had my own understanding of what it meant because I like cartoons and I could see the enemy coming one way and like a cartoon character. You ever see a cartoon character trying to get out of there so fast they're going seven different ways? That's how I always looked at it. Not a bad, not a bad thought. Pretty good, pretty good. But let me read it again so you can really get enough revelation. The Lord will cause your enemies, whether it's the enemy of lack, depression, Panic, anxiety, feelings of worthlessness and isolation, whatever the enemy is that rises against you, the Lord will cause that enemy to be defeated before your face. You get to see that enemy fall lifeless on the ground. It says, they shall come out against you one way, so we get an attack from one 
direction. And oftentimes it's that nagging thing or that persisting persistent problem that doesn't seem to go away. Or when you feel like it's one thing after another after another. Child of God, when that happens, you got to realize you're under attack by the enemy. But the Bible says that the Lord will cause him to flee before you seven different ways. Seven different ways. This is because we will rout the enemy. So instead of using the word rout, I chose the word upset. This is a setup for an upset. Now, oftentimes we think upset is just agitation. No, I'm not talking about that. Have you ever seen a sports team and one loses so horribly, they call it an upset? Here's the definition. An upset is an over, to overturn, to overthrow. Such a humiliating defeat that it re, you regret ever striking. I saw uh, something either on Instagram or Facebook, and the little boy was showing out in front of his friends, and he kept messing with the little boy. He kept messing with the little boy, and the little boy didn't want to fight him. The little boy didn't want to fight him. Then after about the third time that little boy struck the other little boy, out of nowhere, he jumped up and he smashed his face so fast, the boy went to sleep immediately. I bet he regretted ever showing out. Because not only did he get defeated in front of all of his friends, it's on, it's on video. What do they call it when it hits thousands of people? It's gone viral. It's one thing to be defeated, but when your defeat goes viral and you were the aggressor, the other guy was the aggressor. And he got upset. A humiliating defeat that makes you regret you ever struck. Oh, good God Almighty, I'm telling you that you're about to upset the devil and he is going to regret that he ever messed with you. Are you listening to me? Now, here's the Pastor Andrea definition of rout or upset. To totally upset the enemy to where he is completely clobbered conquered and crushed to clobber him and crush him this the uh, this upset leaves the enemy reckless and confused in chaos and mass panic in total disarray <clears throat> unable to regroup unable to reunite with the other forces that he started out with, unable to reassemble, unable to pull it together again. Listen, running like a herd in a stampede, hollering every man for himself. In essence, it's leaving him battered, tattered, shattered, splattered, and scattered. The enemy comes to you one way, and he will flee before you seven different ways. 
Have you ever seen a stampede running? They see a predator, they just take off running every which way but loose. Are you listening to me? When it's that kind of upset, when you've clobbered the enemy with the word of God, when you release the word out of your mouth with that rhema word, that word that is alive, that word that comes from your study and your meditation, the word is sharper and quicker than any two-edged sword. Remember, a two-edged sword can penetrate anything. Remember, you gotta, you got to be a, a skilled person to yield or wield that two-edged sword because you stab, twist, and pull it out, pulling out the enemy's guts, and the enemy falls lifeless to the ground. We have to master the word of God. We've got to study the word of God. We've got to keep the word of God in our mouth, in our minds at all times. So when crazy situations that would ordinarily promote panic, ordinarily promote depression, ordinarily promote anxiety, that is when you open your mouth with a rhema word from God that will cause the enemy to flee before you seven different ways. In other words, he's discombobulated. In other words, he's clobbered. In other words, he's battered, tattered, shattered, splattered, and scattered. Remember, the enemy has a unified force that comes against us, principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness. But when you send out the word of God, that rhema word, that revelatory word of faith from your gut, is sharper than any two-edged sword. Come on, this is what you do to the enemy. Are you listening to me? Remember the formation? We open the formation so that we can stab and gut the enemy, but we close it back up with our faith. That is the same thing that has to happen with the words that come out of your mouth. I told you all of this is a setup so that you can upset the enemy, making him regret he ever messed with your mind, he ever messed with your children, he ever messed with your marriage. It's a total upset. He's overturned. He's overthrown. He's humiliated, publicly humiliated. The word says made a show of him openly, parading him naked, parading his defeat in front of everybody, making him regret. Did he ever mess with you? Come on, let's make the devil regret that he ever messed with you. You put the word of faith on it. You allow the word to be released from your mouth with such power that you gut the enemy. It's a total upset and the enemy is completely clobbered, completely conquered, and completely crushed. I told you we're not trying to graze the enemy and we're not trying to scratch the enemy. We want to leave him reckless, confused, in chaos, and in mass panic, in total disarray, unable to regroup, unable to reunite, unable to reassemble, running like a scared little wimp he is like a stampede. You ever seen a stampede running so fast to get away? When you put the word of faith in your mouth, he's running so fast to get away from you. Listen to me. He's in such panic and such disarray, he's not trying to help nobody else. 
It's every man for himself because we're leaving him battered, tattered, shattered, splattered, and completely shattered. Last scripture, and I've got to let you go. Psalm number 19, stanza 14 says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You've got to hold fast to your confession of faith. You cannot be distracted. You cannot be impatient. And you cannot be in fear. I told you after the 52 days of prayer, the enemy started trying to strike people's minds. After all that prayer, then he's going to bring accusations and allegations and thoughts of low self-esteem and all kind of thoughts to people that had so much word. Don't allow the enemy to cause you to panic and you drop your sword. It's two-edged. It was already sharp when the the Lord wrote it down. He inspired men to write it down but it had double blades on it when it comes out of your mouth. When you put the word of God in your mouth, it's as powerful as God putting it in his mouth. Remember, he breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a speaking spirit. Well, what am I speaking? It's got to be what I'm listening to, what I'm meditating on, what I'm studying, what I'm memorizing. So when, when testing and trial and situations come, the word can be released out of your mouth sharper than any two-edged sword. Remember, a two-edged sword is sharp enough to penetrate anything, including a doctor's report including a credit report, including what people say about you, even including what you say or think about yourself. I've got to meditate in the word of God. I've got to live this thing. I've got to listen to it so much so that in my time of trouble, I don't release a cuss word. I release the word of faith quick and sharper than a two-edged sword. That is how you upset the enemy. It's the setup for an upset. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.